0: ba <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to episode, bonus episode 26 of the Book Wars pod. I am Chris, here with Miranda, uh, with a, a very low energy, lightly staffed episode of the Book Wars pod, as we don't have Kristen or Kate today. How are you, Miranda?
0: I'm Okay. I was I liked. I like singing the theme song. I should do that every week.
1: Yeah, that I'm, was. Great. I'm sure
0: Kristen will put it in, and it'll sound great. But I, I thought we did a pretty good rendition there.
1: I know it's it's great because like for us, we're not hearing the theme song, obviously, because Kristen is not here and she has all the sound effects on her phone. But <laughs> our our listeners are going to hear the completely normal theme song followed by us. Who says? Unless no? Kristen just cuts it out. She...
0: Who's to say? We're Who's we're just going to see what happens.
1: The listeners will know as soon as we do, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great point.
1: Um, But today we are discussing Vader Immortal Episode 2, which uh, came out, I want to say in like October, somewhere thereabouts, maybe September, for the Oculus Quest and Oculus Rift. Uh, It is, as you can probably tell by the Episode 2 in the title, the second episode of the Vader Immortal VR experience they like don't call it a game it's very annoying it's i very, mean i
0: douchey. i kind of it is douchey but i do agree with it
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair listen so. sometimes things are just factually douchey There's, there's not, yeah there, i, I mean to I'm, do about it.
0: I'm okay with you know agreeing with that mm-hmm. so
1: um also i will warn our listeners now me and, I, I will not speak for Miranda, I am in rough shape right now because I slept not at all last night, so I will probably go off on more tangents than usual. That's,
0: that's great. I slept a lot this morning and not well, so it's just going to be an adventure for all of us, I think. I think it'll be great. fun. We're yeah. all
1: doing fantastic. Yeah, everything's Kate fine. Kate is going to listen to this and really regret that she did not play Vader Immortal. So <laughs> podcast to wrangle us
0: oh probably but you know we played it and we're here to talk about it
1: we have allegedly
0: this this is the one so like the first one you like we're just randomly at this place on mustafar and like doing lightsaber things and then this one is the one where we're yeeting rocks and droids around because we get to use the force
1: indeed Indeed, yeah. that is correct. There's but before also sp- we, before story. we talk about eating. What are you drinking?
0: Um, I have half a sip left of this um, ginger sparkling water. Nice.
1: Yeah, I am drinking black tea, and Ooh. I have a two-thirds-eaten sleeve of Thin Mints in front of me. Good. Between the caffeine and the sugar, I'm yeah, really hoping, just keep hoping you to right away. We get awake. a boost about halfway through this episode. Great. <laughs>
0: The question, though, how many Thin Mints will you eat?
1: Oh, I mean, easily the rest of this sleeve, if not a second one. Great. Let's Love let's that. not kid ourselves. Oh, no, no, no. That's, the only that's thing realistic. that is, stop- is going to stop me is not wanting to chew into the microphone.
0: Yeah, I was um, visiting a friend last weekend, and they were at work. And I was just kind of having like a quiet day in... And ate like an entire sleeve of Girl Scout cookies and was like, sorry, these are yours.
1: Well, I mean, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. We were, so. a, a bunch of our friends did a, did a cabin weekend, last weekend. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we did the shopping for it that Friday afternoon. And it was, you know, a few of us went. We just had like a giant ass basket of like snacks and food and stuff. Yeah. And the woman at the checkout was like, are you doing your grocery shopping for the month? And I was like, you know what? <laughs>
0: That's a little I don't rude. This. I don't need this right now.
1: <laughs> just because we have 12 bags of chips doesn't mean I need your judgment.
0: They're all for me.
1: Indeed. Um, all right, so back to the eating. Yeah. Um, just to give folks, it has been a while since we did our first Vader Immortal episode. So just to give folks a refresher on the story, you play a smuggler, along with my Rudolph droid uh, who gets uh, pulled out of hyperspace, taken to Mustafar and imprisoned by Darth Vader. Uh, he is trying to get you to unlock the secrets of the ancient temple beneath his own castle. Um, and you fight stuff, you have a lightsaber, you learn to use it. And then at the end of it, Vader catches up with you, Realizes you're force sensitive, and that you are the descendant of Lady Corvax, who is apparently the ancient queen of Mustafar, and that you are the secret to unlocking something called the Eon Engine, which he is using to try and bring Padme back to life. Um this episode picks up exactly where the first episode left off, so it is it is basically a, a just a seamless experience, um and it's this one's about forty five ish minutes long. And yeah, that's that's kind of where we are. And so in this one, I don't know. Burb, what were your reactions to the story?
0: Um, I mean, it was kind of what I expected. You know, he's trying to make this very poor choice because at his core, uh, Vader will always be Anakin Skywalker. Um,
1: Extra as fuck, as we know.
0: Yeah, that's the whole thing. I We have a point on here a little later about, like, Darth Vader teaching us the Force, which is a little weird. Um, But, I mean, I liked it.
1: Yeah, you know, it was... that was something I, like... And this This is an issue I always have with video games, because, like, I recognize the need for, like, tutorial levels. Like, obviously, they're necessary. Like, and I think some of the best games just, like, kind of embrace it and mm-hmm. just be like we know that you're like super powered hero should not need a refresher on what button to press to shoot a gun but here we are yeah um but it just felt very like i couldn't quite suspend disbelief that like darth vader of all people was like <laughs> nurturing and now if you use the force and unlock the door i'm like okay okay anakin yeah <laughs> anakin you were never this patient even when you were anakin
0: yeah And I feel like, um, you know, like you said, some games will just be like, this is a tutorial. Or, like, they, they kind of find a way to, like, casually work it in and, like, they show you as you go through. But this one, they're, like, forcing the tutorial level into the story. But the way that they do that by, like, having Darth Vader be your teacher is a little weird. Because Darth Vader is notably one of the least patient <laughs> characters kind of ever
1: yeah, in the history of fiction, yeah, arguably
0: like you you really have to suspend your disbelief for that, which is i mean i do i sus- i think I like was able to do it a bit, probably not, you know. I probably didn't struggle with it as much as you did um, because I wasn't actively thinking about it, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's going to be like that sometime. So I was like, all right, this is just happening now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it, it, it's not like the Vader just randomly has a training droid and spare lightsaber in his castle. uh <laughs> story from episode one was, significantly more well woven in but mm-hmm. yeah it was weird uh but yeah anyway another aspect of the story in this one is we get to know the black bishop more who we see in one scene in episode one kind of instructing vader on how to bring padme back using the eon engine mm-hmm. uh which is just i swear to god the names for like the lore all the lore stuff in this is just so generic oh yeah the bright star the eon engine the, the um black bishop the black bishop I, it's, it's no creativity was it's very weird
0: put into they they spent that budget elsewhere
1: yeah not a lot of brain muscles were strained in this episode in particular um but we find out that he is actually the husband of lady corvax who died in a battle with some invaders unclear who um but invaders and ancient mustafar it, the implication was it might have been the sith but again not not clarified and at the end of the day not important um and yes miranda this is the one where he's the night guy
0: okay i was i'm like trying to remember um the actual story because it's been what three months since i
1: yeah, we should it. warn. We should warn our <laughs> listeners. Miranda played this when she came at Thanksgiving, and we are now on February twenty third, <laughs> recording <laughs> the bonus. It's
0: like I remember the gameplay, yeah, and how I felt playing it, but like some of the finer details of the story are escaping me. So I'm gonna have questions
1: probably. Yeah. So the what he tells you is basically so Vader is taking you through the temple. You get separated from Vader, and then the Black Bishop comes to you, tells you who he is, and that he is in some sort of weird force purgatory, or the force is not mentioned, but some sort of weird purgatory, because he died in battle, and his wife tried to use the Eon Engine to bring him back to life, and it left him in this purgatory. And so he needs you to recover the Bright Star, and instead of giving it to Vader, use it to like restore Mustafar to its former, you know, forest planet glory instead of literal hell.
0: Yeah, just lava everywhere. So I do have a question. So if Vader were to be like successful and use the Eon engine to bring Padme back to life, would she also be like in that kind of purgatory place?
1: That's what I wanted to know because, like that, that certainly feels like the implication right like Mm -hmm. because like that is unless there's some like weird lore about like lady corvax put the bright star in upside down like (laughs) it's it's weird to think that it would work now when not working before when like the person who actually understood what was happening was using it Mm -hmm. but then like vader is trying to make that happen so what like it's not really clear if his endgame is like, I will, like, sit here and worship Ghost Padme.
0: Which he will, no matter which, what.
1: Which he will. Just not not going to make the joke I was thinking of. Right. Um, <laughs> and... Or, or, like, does he think that it'll work? hmm Because we do... Like, he does... In episode one, we see him kind of, like hearing slash remembering her voice from beyond the grave, probably hearing her voice from beyond the grave or like his memories or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's unclear what his end game is because it doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: I mean, I think it could make sense if you just consider how extra he is as a person. That's true. But at the same time, like, You know, he's talking to the Black Bishop, who clearly was not successfully brought all the way back to life. Though who does seem to be kind of immortal, because he's not alive or dead, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, why why does he think it's going to work this time? Like, to your point, you know, clearly it didn't work before, and Darth Vader's a fucking idiot
1: if true <laughs> yeah it's just he is very and i mean i guess i guess the reason it makes sense is because it doesn't make sense and anakin skywalker has never thought an idea through in his life <laughs> that so is like correct. that is that is like part that is how you suspend disbelief for it but yeah it like it's very it's very confusing how this is supposed to work because and also like the black bishop is like we see the black Bishop helping him in episode one and like instructing him on like, if you can get the bright star, then you can turn on the Eon engine. But then like in this one, the black Bishop is like, you need to stop Vader. He's going to destroy the planet and rule the galaxy with the power of this, of, of the Eon engine. And it's like, who, like, why would, why don't you not help him? Yeah. Presumably that would slow him in some way.
0: (laughs) And like, you know you mentioned earlier that there's um you know the the story in the first episode goes just straight into the second like it picks up where it left off like there's no time there really for him to have a change of heart about anything like it's just oh no no vader's bad now Mm -hmm. which is not wrong but also in direct opposition to your actions
1: yeah, it's kind of a weird story. It's, and I think we said in episode one that the story felt like kind of basic, mm-hmm. and it feels even more basic in this episode to me, at least. Yeah. Um, it just felt very, like it just didn't feel like there was a story. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, Vader trains you. Vader you, betrays you.
0: You fight some things. You you
1: like are set up to do more things in the finale. It was very like the entire thing like was a setup episode. Oh yeah. Which like. Made sense in episode one, less so in episode two of a three-episode series.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in Star Wars, like, sometimes we do see that. Um, Or we've seen it in, like, the books, where, like, the middle part of a, a trilogy is just like, okay, you know, stuff is happening. And it's still good, but, like, clearly we're building to something.
1: Yeah, this this whole episode was very like soggy middle of the narrative.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I still liked it. It, it was fun, you know. Um, yeah.
1: I didn't. Well, so let's so let's get into it and our reaction to actually playing it instead of the story. Yeah. So talk like talk a little bit more about like your your experience playing it and how you felt.
0: Um, I, and so this is kind of why at the beginning I I talk at the beginning. Oh, God. I um, talked about, like, fully believing um, that this is more of an experience than a game. Um, Because, like, it is, you know, it's virtual reality. It's an experience. You're in there. You're doing the things, like, looking around and um, doing weird force shit. And, like, it's that's just cool, you know? Like, we all want to, you know, be able to use the force and feel like we're doing Jedi things or um, you know, all the cool stuff that we get to see used in star Wars, you know, whenever we watch a movie or um, a show and like, there's something to me that's definitely fun about that. And there are, or there were some um, things that weren't perfect about kind of the mechanisms of doing that. And I know we've cut a lot of notes on that in the outline, Um, but like at the end of the day, you know, the story kind of basic and it really just kind of pushes you through, um, to the end of the episode. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, you do this, now do this, now do this, now fight these droids and all of that. Um, but you know, there, there are a lot worse ways to spend 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. And that is like. That's fair. And I think I was very down on this episode. Um, So also, like, full disclosure, I have played episode three, which came out in November. Uh, Miranda has not. I am not going to talk about it in this episode. We'll do another bonus at some point in the future once Kate has played it. And then either Miranda or Kristen will have to come visit or we'll find somebody who has. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, after, like, I loved the controls in episode one, like, the lightsaber controls felt... They really felt intuitive and really mm-hmm. like accurate
0: very realistic
1: yeah like it like it it felt like if i was getting hit by a lightsaber it's because i didn't parry it enough or hit by you know whatever weapon mm-hmm. is because i didn't parry it well enough to me this one the force controls felt very clunky mm-hmm. um and i guess one could argue that like it's supposed to because you're just learning the force But, like, it didn't really feel like that was it. It just felt like they weren't refined. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a lot of, like, you know, there's parts where you're throwing rocks. And, like, but it kind of only works if you make the movement very slowly. And one thing that, like, I, you know, like, being the extra motherfucker that I am, I was, like, in my living room making, like, big hand motions. Like, fucking, like, avatar, like, firebending style, like, pushing things with my hands in the air and uh and and like nothing would happen like it would that i would drop the rock i was holding without it flying forward at all yeah and so so that felt less good to me um and that kind of took me out of it and took me out of the immersive quality because there was just a lot of like i'm throwing this rock at you i'm throwing this rock at you part two because i didn't work part one um So I feel like, and since that was the main gimmick in this episode, um, you didn't, you don't really get a lightsaber until the very final bit in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that kind of took me out of it. Um, also one thing that annoyed me is that you just couldn't interact with anything. Oh yeah. In this one.
0: Yeah. I think it was very, uh, much kind of like I just said, like you're just kind of being shuttled through the story. It's like, no, you can't explore. You need to throw these rocks. Good luck. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's the th- one of the things that we both talked about liking in episode one was like the entry scene, the intro scene where you're on the ship and you're like, you're flipping the switches and pulling the, the, the lever to go into hyperspace and you're in the back doing diagnostics on the ship and like there's puzzles invaders castled on locked doors and it felt much more immersive whereas this one it really just felt like you were kind of being walked through a disneyland ride yeah um but i mean that said i'm grumpy (laughs) (laughs) so
0: big Eh. true i know right uh yeah and i i definitely agree with you on some of the the controls for, you know, using the force and moving stuff. It's like, it just felt like it wasn't accurate. Like, I would go to try to lift a rock and, like, have to try a couple of times to get the rock up into the air. And so I feel like, you know, when you get to that part, if you're having those issues, like, you're less focused on the story and more, just like why can't I get this fucking rock into the air?
1: Yeah, there was just a lot more frustration in the in the controls than there was in episode one. I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, that said, it is episode two of a three episode series. You know, we, we will we will see if it comes together in episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in in future VR games, because I do think you know, obviously. There's a lot of potential there because you want to be able to use the force and throw things. And, like, we've all seen Star Wars, where if you haven't, you found a weird podcast to listen Why to. Why are you
0: here? Just...
1: It's if like, I'm not. If you haven't and you're listening to my podcast, you're probably my mom. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm not angry. I'm just confused. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, like, there's, there's obviously potential to be the person grabbing things and pushing things and like fucking people up with the force. Oh yeah. Um, It just didn't feel like it was there yet for me in this one.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wonder if part of that too is just kind of the growing pains of, you know, getting into VR as, you know, a, a medium for uh, telling new stories in star Wars.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like... I, that I completely agree with.
0: I mean, and again, it's kind of weird, though, because the first one, the first episode in this was like fun. You're, you know, you had the really intuitive lightsaber controls. Um, it was, it felt more immersive and like, why is this coming up now? Um, but I think I would imagine that as Star Wars, um, kind of does more work in the VR realm, I, I would at least hope that, um, you know, things are going to be a little more consistent.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I feel like if, from a, like, control and experience standpoint, ignoring the story, like, if this episode had come before episode one, we would be having a totally different conversation. Yeah. Because, like, this one, it would have been, like, proof of concept. Like, ooh, you get to, like, do levers and do puzzles and, like, maybe throw a rock to distract people, sneak, like almost like kind of like Rey in Force Awakens when she like is like getting out of Kylo's castle of mm-hmm. killer like if that had been the start and then you get the lightsaber i feel like that would have been a totally different experience and it like this one almost suffers from how crisp the 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 controls felt in episode 1
0: yes that is a good point
1: so let's talk about episode 3 okay and i as I said, have already played it. I will I will not give anything away and kind of talk about how I felt after playing episode 2, but Miranda, what do you want to see from it?
0: Um, you know, obviously I'd like to kind of see better controls. Um, I would really love for them to go back to kind of the you know, easier um god I want it to feel more like episode one than episode two. That's the point I am trying to get myself to. Um, Because again, like it was cool. (laughs) Um, But I think too, like even with that, obviously refining some of the force controls, but then just like combining everything a little more. So like, you know, being able to throw things and then like, oh, somebody's firing at me. I need to use my lightsaber and, um, you know, just kind of, I guess I'm looking for like a more immersive experience than I think um, episode two was.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I want, I I want it to put everything together, basically. Like, like we were talking about, like, episode one was very much learning how to do a lightsaber in episode Mm -hmm. two was very much learning how to do the force and now i want to like i want to to walk and chew gum at the same time in episode three yes and like again i get it i get why they split it up like this because like especially me included many people have never done vr before Mm -hmm. and like not everybody has played as many video games as i have and so like it's going to be very confusing for some people so i get it but i want I want to actually feel like I'm not on the rails anymore.
0: Yeah. And and I, you know, totally understand, like, this is a new medium for most people. Um, and it's hard, you know, you have to learn how to work everything. And I do appreciate that because of that, you know, they did take it a little slow with doing that. But now I'm at the point where I'm just, like, impatient. Like, I've learned to walk. Now I want to run.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Also, I'd love to figure out what the hell is going to happen with this story. Because, like, as we discussed earlier, I have many questions.
1: Yeah. I want I want more characterization of not the Black Bishop.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I want, like, one of the like best parts of the story in episode one for me was, like, the moment when, like, Vader, like, takes off his helmet and is, like, basically, like, I will save like I will still save you, Padme. Like has this like very emotional, tortured moment. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's just very much Vader yelling at you the entire time. Yeah. And so I would like to see more actual story mm-hmm. from it, which like I think we will. They're certainly setting it up. Yeah. For that to happen, um, with like it ending with you like about to take control of the droid army. And, like, all that, all that jazz.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder, too, if we're going to learn anything about, like, the character that we play. Yeah. Because, like, we don't know much. It's like, we're a smuggler. I think you mentioned we're descended from Lady Corvax. And that's kind of it. We can use the Force. Yeah. We've got a droid friend. It's not super fleshed out other than that
1: yeah and it's i i wonder that too and like i get why they left the person the your player so vague because like obviously you want the player to be able to fit into that role and so Mm -hmm. you don't want to like clarify what they look like or gender or really anything yeah it is very like how did you find me How did I not know I was descended from this, like, ancient Mustafarian queen?
0: Yeah, like, like, there, and I think there are ways to, you know, build this character that don't involve any of those, like, physical characteristics. It's like, just give me a little bit of background, just like, what planet am I from? What am I doing here?
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think we will, but one thing I want to see is just like, please God, somebody write Maya Rudolph better dialogue because it's bad. Yeah. It's, and and it's just so painful because like, I like, because I'm a human being, I love Maya Rudolph. Yes. And she's so talented and she is just so phoning it in. It mm-hmm. is embarrassing.
0: Yeah. It's like, this is a really good opportunity you have Maya Rudolph voicing a droid and an immersive experience. Like, you could use the resources you have better.
1: Yeah, like, there's no reason she shouldn't be funnier or at least more engaging. Like, she's, like she oozes charisma and even if you're not seeing her, we should be getting that, some of that in her voice and we're just not...
0: Yeah, especially, you know, in a in a universe where, you know, we see so many droids with like so much personality. Um specifically I'm thinking of L3 in solo, but like mm-hmm. we don't understand what R2D2 says at any point. And like that droid is like a very popular character.
1: I know that's that's such a good comparison like to both L3 and R2 like those are like the two different ends of the spectrum of how to do a droid well mm-hmm. and Maya Rudolph is nowhere to be found in that spectrum
0: <laughs> yeah she's like on the kind of adjacent parallel one we're like what's the point of this droid being here other than there was somebody else on the ship
1: Um, so that's other things, other thoughts about Vader Immortal. Um, and in particular, like, what does it add to the canon? Um, this episode didn't add much because <laughs> not a lot happened. hmm Um, you know, we do learn more about weird force shit, kind of. It's not mentioned as weird force shit, but if you start from the basis of everything in the galaxy is the force, then presumably... The Black Bishop is in some sort of force purgatory. So that's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it adds that to the canon and it adds like the idea of the force purgatory kind of place um, to the canon. But I just wonder like where that's going to go from here. Are we going to see that in the books, um, in any of the shows that they're doing for Disney Plus? Um, like, is that just kind of going to be a, hey, remember Invader Immortal when there was a force purgatory and Darth Vader tried to, you know, get his dead wife to be in there? Um, I don't know, like, how much adding this to the canon is going to affect, you know, the overall... Canon for lack of a better word, like, are we going to see this? Is it going to matter? Or is this just like a weird niche, cool little thing?
1: Yeah. It's the story feels very self-contained so far. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously there's reasons for that. It makes sense that the story would be self-contained because, you know, you want it to be a complete story and it's, and to be accessible. But, yeah, it doesn't really feel like it's going to impact anything yet. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see if it does.
0: Yeah, and I think it'll also be interesting to see if, like, you know, as Disney and Star Wars venture more into VR, like, will there be future games or, you know, groups of games, like, you know, this is a trilogy, obviously, where it does tie in a little more? Because, like... You know, we know that Darth Vader does not have a wife who is alive.
1: Like factually correct, yes.
0: Yes. Factually douchey, but correct. Um and like you could do something where yeah, she's alive, but like she dies again or the force purgatory thing just doesn't work out. Um, but it that has to be kind of tied up into a bow by the time we get to um you know other stories with Darth Vader like it's like we kind of know the outcome going into it because we've seen the movies um and so like I think this would be a really good medium to explore some things that we explore you know like in the books where it's characters you don't know maybe they're kind of on the outskirts of the main stories but like it really allows us to have um or it allows the the creators to like have a little more liberty with the stories that they're designing and i recognize that especially as the first uh kind of installments um in vr like yeah you want to have darth vader like this is the guy that everybody knows about Star Wars. Right. Like the entire trilogy of trilogies is about Anakin being a dipshit. That's just kind of how it is. So like, yeah, maybe we don't start with like a character, you know, from like one of the Battlefront books or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like marquee guy, let's do it. But I think that would be a good way to take advantage of this to tell um different stories and you know expand the the star wars universe because that's what we all you know love and enjoy about the books for sure
1: yeah no for sure and like it's it's interesting and we'll talk more probably after we do our episode three bonus episode Um, Just kind of, like, about what VR opportunities we want. But, like, it does feel like if they were... There are places they could expand this. And they, like, wrote themselves into a box a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, you know, there's endless ways they could take this elsewhere. Like, you could be... Like, you could make Fallen Order, like, to take another Star Wars video game. You could, like, take that and make parts of it VR. And, like, that story would work. Yeah. Or, like, you could be playing from vader's perspective and that would be really cool or like you could be you know uh it could be not anything having to do with the force at all and it could be like a flight sim or a shooter like there's there's tons of ways that i think this technology could be used and so it's still super exciting um but it'll be interesting to see what comes next and you know hopefully we find out soon because vader Immortal's is done now and i gotta think they didn't invest in all the like the development opportunities for the quest which was a very new platform and they kind of like were the driving game at launch for it mm-hmm. and you know didn't have follow-up plans so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens right um another note about canon um the black bishop stopped time for a second to give you more exposition that was weird yep. never seen that before weird for shit yeah unclear if he like fully stopped time if he stopped time in a bubble if he like just froze everything but time continued like it was unclear how that worked um but yeah more weird force powers
0: yeah interesting it'll be interesting to see if that comes up again at any point in star wars because what the fuck (laughs) yeah that was new
1: yeah pretty cool another thing that could potentially tie into stuff that we do know is if this force purgatory is like a version of the world between worlds.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Did you not watch rebels? Oh my God, Miranda.
0: Oh, I recently restarted it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you're going to make it to like episode six and then restart it again in two years.
0: Okay. I did not come out to be attacked. <laughs> I think I made it to like episode seven recently. So
1: <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. Well, uh, it's it's not really a spoiler, but basically, there, there is a way to kind of, like, access kind of, like, a force. Like, it's not really purgatory, but, like, emptiness. Mm-hmm. And it is called The World Between Worlds. It's in season four oh, yeah. of Rebels. And basically, it is, like, it is a blank room with a lot of doors to go to different points in time and space. Oh, that's cool. Um, And... So, like, I could theoretically see the Black Bishop being trapped in some version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that, like, there are other versions of, like, weird Force world. Um, we've never talked about the Darth Vader comics, uh, the the second run by Charles Soule on this podcast, because Marvel is the worst. But they do kind of a version of a Force world and a Force portal. Um, so, like, it is certainly canon that, like, there are different ways in which the world between worlds or the world of the force, whatever you want to call it, manifests. Okay. Um, But that could be something here. Mm-hmm. Um, It's definitely not going to be somewhere that Ben Solo is trapped because that's dumb and he's dead, but... I could see it happening. Oh, God. I know. Just give it <laughs> 10 years until they want more money. It's going to be awful. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Um, and then a note on, before we wrap up, I wanted to do a quick note on accessibility because um, I did a little bit of a test of the accessibility features Ooh. in this one. Um, we talked about this in episode one and how I was really concerned about this because there weren't accessibility features. They do exist in episode two, which is great. It's fantastic they exist. It asks you, like, from the jump, if you, like, when you first boot it up, if you want to, like, play on like, the quote-unquote, like, default settings or if you want to change the accessibility at all. Which is also great to, like, normalize it and make you consciously choose which one you're going to do. The game itself isn't... doesn't really lend itself to the accessibility features. Like, what it does is, like, some motion smoothing and you don't need to do any of the climbing mm-hmm. um, thing. And, like, you can play seated. But playing seated is hard because you're flailing and looking around a lot and particularly at the end when you have a lightsaber it's very difficult to get the distance right Mm -hmm. um so i applaud them for having it i didn't and again i said this before i will say it again i am an able-bodied man i this is not these are not meant for me so if there are people who are listeners who have played Vader Immortal and and who are disabled uh, gamers or disabled VR users who have thoughts on this, please do let us know um, because we would love to hear from you and, you know, get the perspective of somebody who is using these like as they're intended for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But from my perspective, it felt very clunky to me. Um, So it's great that they exist. A plus for that. Now let's like, continue to make them better and make sure that they provide a full game experience. Right.
0: And I guess, you know, I I do think it is great that, you know, there are accessibility options, um, especially this is Star Wars. It should be accessible. Everything should be accessible to everyone. But like, yeah, you know, this is kind of a behemoth of culture. Like they should have done this in the first episode. Um, So it is good that they have it in this one. Uh, I do wonder, like, how the specific, um, you know, accessibility options were designed. Like, if they had uh, folks with disabilities, like, there to help consult them on it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, I'm an able-bodied person as well. I I don't know, like, how, like, I can just go in and, like, play the game in the default settings. Um, And... I I do feel like kind of like you mentioned um, it's not gonna be the same I don't think things are gonna kind of work in the same way if like you're playing seated Uh, you know I I don't know like if there's a way to kind of modify the gameplay to make that experience easier Um, Because I think there are still some roadblocks if you're just like okay you know, we're doing a, we're tweaking a couple of things and here you go. Um, You know, I think the more that they can really put effort behind that um, would be great, obviously.
1: Yeah. And I feel like some of it is limited by, at least in terms of kind of how we envision it. We envision this game as, you know, your A Jedi in training. You're walking around. You're jumping around with a lightsaber, etc. And I feel like some of it is we need to see more disabled characters in the canon and see like is there somebody who is confined to a sitting position and is like using the Force to like move themselves around in some capacity while using a lightsaber Mm -hmm. or shooting or like a flight simulator game would obviously be perfect from a seated position. so just stuff like that where the canon as it exists has not given us the visual, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, for us to like imagine that. And that's, you know, fully an ableism bias and a bias on certainly my part my part for just like having the trouble of envisioning that and like I feel like for the developers as well. So it's it's possible and they can do it. It's They just need to, we need to get in a point with the controls and in the canon where that is normalized. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to this subdued episode of the Book Wars pod. Miranda, thank you for joining me Yeah. as always. Thanks for uh, letting next... me come
0: play and scream about things I don't know.
1: Always. Now <laughs> we just need to get you back here to play episode three.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, we'll come out with the, the bonus app for that in like two years. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, next episode, we are finally going to be reading Myths and Fables by George Mann. Thank you for your patience, as we have been not for the past couple weeks, but it's going to happen. We're very excited, and we're going to read the whole book. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, uh, at Pod with your thoughts on Vader Immortal, on the controls, on the story, on the accessibility features, particularly the latter, but all of it. We really want to hear from you, because... This just hasn't gotten a ton of people talking about it because it is so expensive. Uh, like a quest is so expensive and so it's not super widespread. Uh, so hit us up and bookhorsepod at jeepmail.com if you want to email us. Please do rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio mega feed. It is the best way to help people discover the show uh, and donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com bookhorsepod. We are, I think, just about six months from Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Uh, If y'all want more buttons, if you want like better swag, like t-shirts or like stickers or anything like that, we love you, but we don't love you enough to spend like huge amounts of our own money. So if you (laughs) give us coffee, that is the best way for that to happen and for us to, to help us help you get more Book Wars Pod swag that we know you all want. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Uh, for Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. And we will talk to you next week. dud do 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 do